When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate. From the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Why didn't you just go home? That's your home! Are you too good for your home? Answer me! Hey! 
boy yelling. Fuck the back gate yelling. Got the crowd yelling. Ayy, all my hot girls yelling. Ayy, all the dope boys yelling. I got rich and I'm still in a hooligan clique You be rapping by flow, I was moving the bridge You talk about shooting out, now we're doing it free If I hit you in the face, you gon' be sore me quick Never catch another case, I know it truly be missed So I'ma keep a cool head, stay out of the news headlines And show these other rappers it's bedtime It's clear to see that I'm ahead of my time I cop a grown out hard, talk a rare to shine I got some time, they ain't names, I get better with time Who got a flow and a live show better than mine I got a packed house yelling Hey, I'm a hot girl yelling Hey, all the dope boys yelling so bad it's good with ryan bailey this is ryan bailey this is your monday episode we're doing it all again it's uh the pop culture roundup today with sophie ross uh we had a delightful conversation where we try to jam about 80 different things into one thing and uh we didn't get to nearly all of it so i'm going to do a couple stories up top then we'll get into the soap and then we'll call it a day and then i'll meet you back here on tuesday uh we have a i did dude i did a four-hour podcast on friday uh with annabelle de sisto we we review or recap uh, bad movies. Uh, we did the whole Twilight series, and I swear to God, if anybody out there is saying that a Twilight series is a good series, then I'm going to need you to stop right now. This is not the way I want to start my week. You will not tell me that or Fifty Shades of Grey are good movie trilogies. Really, I mean, you're just not going to do it. Yeah. But anyways, we, we recapped a movie. I'm not going to tell you the movie we recapped yet because... The thing is, I, I, I kind of fell in love with the movie that we recapped. Like, I was like, this doesn't even belong in the Twilight or Fifty Shades of Grey category, you know? Like, I was like, why didn't I watch this when it originally came out? I don't know, folks. Life is crazy. How was, how, how was the weekend? Was it good? What did we do? Is everybody good? Are we bummed to be back on Monday? I'm a little bummed. It's uh, 2.21 a.m. right now. 
on Sunday night. And, um, dude, I have had a weekend and not, nothing bad, but I'm going to tell, I'm going to take you through my weekend. I told you what I was doing on Friday. If you didn't listen to the OC recap, uh, I, I said on Saturday, I did a very, I had a very Los Angeles weekend. I went on Saturday night and I saw Fran Leibovitz, the author. I kind of, I kind of consider Fran Leibovitz, the, uh, the female Mark Twain or like the female Larry David. She is a humorist, but so much more than that. And I got into, this was a very, um, it was a very pandemic weekend for me, not in the sense that I was sick, uh, but in the sense that I got to see people or or pay my respects, not pay my respects sounds so bad. No, but like literally these are people I got into over the pandemic. I got to see two uh, acts that I, w- I got really into over the pandemic and it was it was weirdly nice, but at the same time weird. Like I saw a Q and A with Fran Leibovitz, and uh, I really I recommend. There's like a ten part ser- series on Netflix called, which w- we need to talk about Netflix again. By the way, I'm obsessed with streaming services right now. But she did a ten part series called "Pretend It's a City" that Martin Scorsese, Scorsese directed and produced, and it was just kind of not celebrating her, but he, you know, he must love her so much that he put together all these episodes and he kind of would just ask her what her takes on things are. Now, this is a person who doesn't have uh, email, doesn't use a Wi-Fi connection, um, doesn't have a cell phone. And you would be like, oh, is that the bit? Like, she just doesn't know. No, she knows so much. She's kind of a genius. And uh, I just, I just think she's the funniest, but also makes so many great points. So there was a really lively uh, discussion with her and the moderator was John Bryan. Now, for those of you who don't know, I didn't know who the moderator was when I got there. Like, I didn't know it was going to be John Bryan. And then when John Bryan walked out, I was like, holy shit. And you're like, why, Ryan? Who is that? Well, I'll tell you who it is. He is one of the best musicians out there. He used to do all of Paul Thomas Anderson, the film director's work. Like, he scored Magnolia. He also had a very uh, has a very amazing career as a producer. He produced Kanye West's second album, Late Registration. He also produced Fiona uh, Fiona Apple's uh, third album, I believe that was Win the Pawn, or was that the second album? He's done so many albums, but I had not I had not seen this guy in like. 15 years and all of a sudden he pops up to answer like to do q a with fran Leibovitz. i was in geek heaven you guys um i highly recommend reading uh fran's work if you uh if you can find it she hasn't really written a new book she's written essays but hasn't written a full book since like i think the early 80s or something but just i, I trust me very funny so also she said in this they do a q a section too where it kind of shows how smart she really is and you get her takes on everything. And I almost asked her, I was like, I wanted to ask what her take on the Kardashians were because I truly, I truly am interested in what, um, what smart, not not what smart people think. I'm truly interested in the opposite of, no, I, I really am interested in what other people think of them. If they share that same, you know, theory of like love them or hate them, and and I totally get the hate, is you've got to pay attention. Like you, you've got to pay attention to the moves that they're making. And I almost did it, but then I was like, Ryan, are you out of your fucking mind? You don't ask Fran Leibovitz a question about the Kardashians unless you want to get booed, unless you want to get booed by three hundred like ritzy ditzy people in Santa Monica. So I didn't. But she did mention this thing. You know, Toni Morrison, the author. 
Uh, she wrote Beloved. Uh, I mean, just an amazing uh, author. She's passed away now. Uh, she, yeah, I don't know if you guys might know, she was like best friends with Oprah. Um, but just a, an amazing, amazing author. And Fran would say they were talking about news or something and like pop culture. And she said that her and Toni Morrison watched the entire O.J. Simpson trial together for a year. They would just watch it and they would be on the phone with each other. And she would be like, yeah, like, you know, I didn't realize Tony would wake up at like five in the morning and get a full day of writing done by like 10 a.m. Whereas her, she just didn't work for a year. <laughs> she just sat on the phone with Tony Morrison. And they also watched the Menendez brother brothers uh, trial together, which I thought was like, oh, my God, that's fascinating. Can you imagine being on the like Tony Morrison's brilliant. But here's the thing that she goes, Tony Morrison believed OJ was innocent. Tony, Tony Morrison, I guess, believed everybody was innocent. And Fran was using her as an example of somebody that actually has changed her mind in life because she thinks she's right about everything. But Fran said, Tony Morrison changed my mind because I did not realize from the African-American experience, I didn't realize that, uh, you know, how untrusting they are of the system and how so many people uh, do get uh, wrongly uh, prosecuted and jailed. By the way, this really went way deeper than I thought it would be, but I just thought it was fascinating in the sense that, like, two kind of brilliant icons on the phone talking about the O.J. Simpson trial for a year. I was just like, that, 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 that has to be a play or something. Like, I just, it just, it just seemed impossible, but it seemed like kind of this interesting pop culture moment that I can't imagine that happened. And that's kind of what this is. We get to talk about all these weird little pop culture moments, some bigger, some smaller things that have interested me my whole life. Like I was just thinking today, Stassi Schroeder, right? You guys all know she had a, has a fake chin. She got a chin implant when she was younger. You can look this up. There's pictures. It's really delightful, actually. I've been piecing together my next TikTok, which I think is going to be about Stassi Schroeder's chin. But guess who else has a fake chin? The one and only Jack Harlow, the, the hot rapper out there right now. He's got a fake chin. Look up Jack Harlow pre-fake chin and enjoy you guys. It is because I was trying to think. I was like, what a weird connective tissue to have a fake chin be something that you guys are both known for. I don't it just I love I love pop culture you guys. Today uh, you have the Met Gala. Today is the Met Gala. We will be doing live coverage or I'm not allowed just telling you what I think of the outfits and then we'll talk about it on the show on Tuesday as well. We got great guests this week. If you do like this show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review on Spotify. It really does help. Um, so I got to I got to see Friendly boys, and then tonight I went to the Hollywood Bowl, um, and I got to see Haim, the three sisters. Haim, I love them so much. And Waxahachie, another band, opened up for them. And Waxahachie has this album, Saint Cloud, that got released over the pandemic, and it, like, I don't know if you guys were like me, where you had your pandemic albums. And Saint Cloud by Waxahachie was one of those albums for me. I just think her voice is so beautiful. And I listened to it so much. I remember just listening to that thing so much over pandemic. And I got to see her live for the first time, open up for Haim and then Haim. And Haim is just like there. It was a hometown show. They grew up in the Valley. And to me, the show worked on so many different levels. I was just in there with a goofy smile on my face because you could tell how much it meant to them to sell out the Hollywood Bowl. Also, like, I think their fucking music is, they're all bops. 
they're great. They almost remind me of like, there's like saxophone at times. There's like interesting drum switch ups. And I think they're just a brilliant threesome, but in a very different way. Like it's poppy, but it's poppy in a way that it's like a throwback to the eighties a little bit. Like it's, it's so interesting to explain. It's like, it's not difficult music, but at the same time, it's expansive. I, 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 I'm, I don't think I do a good job at selling Heim, but I don't think they need to be sold. I think it's very easily accessible music, but it's much deeper than that. It's just that on the surface, they present themselves as so kind of nice and fun and appreciative that you don't realize what fucking like musicians they are. I mean, these, I mean, just really, really, really amazing. And I, I had the best time and it was just kind of nice. I've talked about this now for the last couple of months of just doing things. And I'm sure you guys have had this experience too, where you're like, Oh shit, things are like, things are getting back to normal. Like we're doing it. And like, I tell you, like, I'm not, Hey guys, I did not train for this. I am not ready for things to get back to normal. It's like, it's, there's like a big steep walk uh, up to the Hollywood bowl. And you're like, I didn't train for this. My God, help me just go on without me. I can't make it. This is the silliest thing ever is that I need to train for the Hollywood Bowl just to get up, just to get up the ramp. You know, I'm just like this. Leave me here. This is my home now. But it was really nice. And it was really nice to see Angelinos out and about. Um, I don't know. I just I I forget what it's like to be from a city because, you know, a city, there's a lot of like connective tissue that goes everywhere and everything. And you kind of, you have this busyness and the hubbub and we didn't have a lot of that for two years. I don't know where you guys are from, but we, we didn't have tons of that. So it's interesting that for everybody to come back out, we get to see what everybody's beards and mustaches look like and all the cool clothes that we can't fit into anymore. So everybody's kind of, it's a little tight around the waist. Oh my God, you guys, the battle of the bulge. I swear to God, I said this once before, but if there's any trainers in Los Angeles listening, train me, man. Let's do this. Let's me and you, we get into shape. I'll, I'll promo the hell out of you. Let's, uh, let's try to get me in shape for the Hollywood bowl for the rest of the, uh, the summer. Me and my buddy Nick, or Nick, he would, uh, I talk about Nick a lot. He's, he's my best friend, which I always think funny calling somebody your best friend when you're in your, when you're older and you're a dude and you're like, that's my best friend. And you know, I still, I think I talked about this last week. I just don't, it's hysterical. What makes somebody a best friend? And, uh, he used to buy, we would all get on an, um, email chain and we would buy not season tickets to the Hollywood bowl, but we would pick like five shows and then he would send this email out to our whole friend group and some people like, Oh, I want to do this one. And I want to do that one. It was always such a joy on the weekends or sometimes even during the week you'd show up and you'd not know everybody who was going to actually have tickets for that. But it was this kind of like little family that you had in Los Angeles. And in a lot of ways, you guys, whether you know or not, and I, I say this all the time, have become kind of the offspring of that. You know, you are my family now because Nick actually went and had a child, a beautiful daughter who celebrated her first birthday uh, last week. And uh, it's just things aren't, you know, it's like with my friend group, I was at such an age where like everybody started having kids over the pandemic. And it's interesting to come back to this and kind of see what's still standing and kind of kick the kick the tires, see, see, you know, see, try to dust everything up and see where we stand. But it was really nice to, even if I wasn't there with my full group of people that I used to go to the bowl with, it was nice to go there and kind of get that, 
recollection of a time gone by or, or, or you know, you know, what I'm saying I'm sure you guys have had those moments for yourselves as we get more into uh, trying to figure out our lives again, which is just like, it's still doesn't it blow your mind? What we have been through doesn't it just blow you off your coal mining ass what we have been through. And I, I swear to God, this is this is all about positivity. I'm not, but I, I'm just like, whoa, you guys. I mean, we all suffered so much, but like, man, we did it. We did it. And now we get to watch the whole Kardashian clan at the Met Gala. What a treat. <laughs> oh, my God. So what a weekend. And then I, I get to finish it up with talking to you guys. I tried to finish the podcast before I left for this show, and I couldn't. And it, that's the only bummer is that I don't. It's actually good for me, though, is that I can't go and just get super messy, you know, just like, take me away, Heim, you know, like I have to come back and, and do this and talk with you guys. And that's it's hey, man, that you this is commitment. You guys are my commitment in a, the best way possible. So uh, the only other thing I want to mention before we get into some pop culture stories and Sophie Ross is that. We do talk, and the, today I know this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, they'll be our sponsor all week. They've sponsored this a, a bunch of times. And, uh, you know, it's so interesting. I get a lot of messages, um, and one of the, the one of the messages I get a lot is like, yo, thank you for talking about mental health. And it's so weird just because I have such a loud mouth, and I never really think that I'm doing it on purpose. It's just that you guys, I get to talk to almost on a daily basis. So I'm sometimes scared or I'm sometimes trying to figure things out. And I tell you guys everything good or bad. And I tell you what I think has worked for me or what I see has helped things. I don't think with mental health there ever is a cure. And I think that is potentially the wrong way to think about it. Uh, and, uh, I think mental health is also different than mental illness. I think those two things are different, even though they share a lot of commonalities to them. I say all of this because Saturday, I had a fine night on Friday. I had a nothing bad happened. Saturday, I felt like the sky was falling. You guys, I felt so foreign in my own body, and I felt like it was weird. I was like felt panicky. I I was trying to get myself to go hike, and I couldn't get out of bed. But it's not that kind of thing when you're in bed and you're like, "This is nice. I'm in bed. Let's watch some TV." Like I couldn't do anything. And I just felt so, I was just in this, I tweeted this and I think people misunderstood my tweet. I said, so I just, the, I had a negative feedback loop that just wouldn't stop. And I think people thought, oh, people were saying shit about me. And I was taking that personally. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm saying bad shit about myself. I don't know if you guys, like sometimes we are our own worst enemies. And I was just sitting there bashing the shit out of myself, being like so, uh, not respectful of myself or not loving towards myself and just really, eh, man. And when it rains, it poured. Like I was just hitting ever like, oh, okay, well, the podcast sucks. My life has sucked. Everything's like I was going hard. And it scared me because it's like, that's what frustrates me. And the only reason I, I, I listen, I don't want to become the known as the guy that just talks about mental health because this is so much. I talk about the Kardashians too. <laughs> you, but I, I say this in hopes that you guys have gone through similar things and hopes that I am not alone. And just to also tell you, if you do, you are not alone. 
uh, I, and I knew I had, I, I got to go see Fran Leibovitz that night. I was, and but I could, I didn't, I was like, I don't want to go. I don't think like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't feel up for it. I don't feel this. Also, a lot of people said, told me that it was like some eclipse in Taurus or something. And that I should have felt weird that like people were like, Oh yeah, man, like that around like one thirty on Saturday, there was like the intense, you know, you should have felt really weird, which I don't know that much about astrology. I had uh, Sebastian Tribby, You've Got No Mail. I don't know if you know that Instagram account. He's a really good guy. He did my reading uh, of my my uh, birth chart. He did that uh, a month ago and told me a lot of fascinating things, but I still don't know that much about it. So I was like, huh, I'm supposed to feel weird? Like I'm, always, I'm, I'm stubborn like a Taurus too, where I'm like, if I feel weird, I want that to be because I feel weird. I don't want to because the sun and the moon predicted it, which is a classic Taurus thing to say, I think. <laughs> so, but I felt bad, man. I felt really bad. And that really scared me because it just goes to show you, you, you know, I get just, you get disappointed in your mind. I don't know if you've ever had that feeling. You, you get disappointed where you're like, man, why can't I be normal? Why can't I take this beautiful day? It was so beautiful, you guys. Perfect weather. Why can't you just get out there and walk your little, your big ass up that hill and enjoy every second of it. And my body wouldn't let, my, my mind wouldn't let me do that. And finally, uh, like three hours, three or four hours later, I finally did get on the hill. And I was happy I did it. But it never fully, it, it, it kind of spooked me. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that. Where you're spooked. You're like, man, like, because I like things when I know like A plus B equals C. And sometimes with our minds, you know, there, it's not easy math like that. You're like A plus B minus D equals, wait a sec, what's that number? That doesn't add up. It, it, it's very confusing sometimes. So I just say this to you in, 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 in hope, not hopes. I don't hope you go through that, but I wanted to say that because I don't want to ever appear ungrateful for any cool, good thing happening. But I do also want to say that sometimes it's just impossible. Sometimes our brain, brain chemistry doesn't allow us to feel the joy that we should be feeling all the time, or, you know, it, it'll just feel the negative things or lean into that. Um, and I'm very used to that feeling, but at the same time, I try to work very hard against it and it is work. So just remember it is okay to work towards your mental health. It is okay to tell people that you need help. It is okay to tell people how you feel. Um, and especially for men, um, Women are so uh, smart and really amazing at telling people how they feel sometimes. Uh, obviously not like 100% of nobody is, but I notice women are able to verbalize sometimes how they feel. And men sometimes don't. Uh, I, I think that's interesting. So I just really uh, encourage everybody. And that is, I'm going to get off my soapbox now. And I have, by the way, do I want to talk about a couple of things later this week in regards to, I get a lot of, it's hard, man. Like I am a sensitive person. I get a lot of DMs. Some, most of them are just amazing, but some of them are very critical. Some of them, uh, some of them are helping me out. But if you read them at the wrong time, it, 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 there's no good way. I don't know what the correct way to deal with, uh, uh, we'll talk about this later this week. Um, what I did want to talk to you a couple things. So Real Housewives of Atlanta, we talk about that in today's episode. But you guys, you guys saw the season premiere tonight, or at least I hope you did. I hope you will be watching. I said with Sophie, I said I just it didn't capture me right out of the gate. Like, listen, these ladies are more talented and kind of pull you in 
much more um, than any of the other Housewives cast. The Atlanta ladies always just come through, man. But sometimes the plot doesn't come through. I think we suffered a little bit of that last season. What I will tell you that I didn't get to mention with Sophie, though, is that, dude, I didn't even... This sounds sacrilegious. I didn't even miss Portia for one second. In fact, I only realized Portia wasn't in it when I read a tweet. And it was like, wow, Portia's not. And I was like, I did not. I watched it today and I was like, what? I did not even re I didn't even realize. And I thought that was so interesting because I was like, whoa, that's sacrilegious. Like Portia kind of belongs with that show. Now, I kind of missed Cynthia Bailey for like a second, but just because I would have loved to have seen the relationship with Kenya Moore after we saw her on Ultimate Girls Trip where they actually fought. And I was like, oh my God, that would have been amazing to kind of have that coming into this where we get to springboard off the relationship from Ultimate Girls Trip into this season of Atlanta. But Cynthia's not there and I kind of was missing that. But to me, it just, listen, and Drew Sedora, who's, it's her second season, her husband Ralph, I think he's such a douche. I just do. I just, every... It seems like nothing's changed with him. So I'm curious what you guys think. I'll be mentioning it or talking about it every week. Uh, we won't be doing a full recap, but I will be breaking down things that I find interesting. And I, and I just want to remind people, it is on. Please watch this show. Like, you know, this is, I think, one of the crown jewels of Bravo. And I just hope they continue to treat it that way. Uh, we do, of course, talk about Andy Cohen welcoming Lucy, Lucy Applejuice to the world. Now, Lucy, he, he uh, had a surrogate and has a new child named Lucy. And I thought that I got so emotional about that on Friday. Of course I did. Uh, that was amazing. This week, you have so much to look forward to. Like I said, you have the Met Gala. But on Monday, you have Below Deck Sailing Yacht, which is having, I just love it so much. And Gary, dude, Gary, like literally, man, that one, the one stew, like literally had sex with him when he was too wasted to remember and it's kind of laughed off because gary's kind of a man whore but it was like really dark and disturbing i don't know if you guys saw that um so we have that remember this week we start the real housewives of new jersey reunion which should be uh it should set off some fireworks we're hearing a rumor i didn't get to mention this with sophie but i wanted to mention it there was a rumor going around, and I think Queens by Bravo or Queens of Bravo st started it. Maybe I don't know. I'm seeing it pass around a lot. Real Houses in New Jersey obsessed, I think, as another account that was talking about it, saying Jackie Goldsteiner um, has been demoted to a friend of, and Tracy Tiki Barger Barber's wife has been completely not asked back. I don't know if this is true or not. My gut feeling is that it's not. Because I thought Jackie shared more this season than she has any other previous season. And I really empathized and sympathized with her. And I thought, I want to see where her journey takes her. And I just think this would be such a wrong time to not have her back on the show. But also, it falls into the same bullshit trap we always fall in, you guys, with these Bravo rumors. They never usually turn out to be true. Or there's some kind of facet. There's some kind of like little minuscule truth within the greater lie. And so you've got to take all that stuff with a grain of salt. I got so many messages like, oh, can you believe? I'm like, yo, nothing officially has been said. And remember, they don't even tell these people usually this far in advance. So I would just say, 
calm down. We'll find out when we find out. But I just don't imagine this happening. Let's wait to the reunion. Let's see what happens. Um, and by the way, if she if she's not coming back, I would almost think that would have been a Jackie decision. Like she decided that for herself and for her family. Okay, I wanted to talk about Netflix really quick. So Netflix, I've been talking about on the show, pretty much lost half of its valuation in the last, uh, like since January, they've lost that. But it's like, it's coming out more and more. And now they're thinking about adding commercials. They're doing all of these things. They're going to like crack down on us giving our codes out to our parents or taking our parents' codes, (laughs) their password. But get this, Netflix has canceled... This is the amount of series they've canceled in 2022 so far. And some of these I I didn't even know existed. They've canceled Another Life, Archive Archive 81, Bone, Boons and Curses, Cooking with Paris, Dino Daycare. Well, come on, Dino Daycare. We should have canceled that. Uh, Gentified, On the Verge, Pearl, which was a cartoon from Meghan Markle, uh, Pretty Smart, Raising Dion, Space Force, which is Steve Carell, The Babysitter's Club. I thought Babysitter's Club did good for them. The Twits and Toil and Trouble. So those are all shows that were on the air that is now they're not coming back or they never made it fully to the air, but they had employed all of these people. So Netflix is doing layoffs all over the place. Now, I know this isn't juicy and exciting like reality shows, but you got to pay attention to this. It's going to change the landscape of streaming television. And it's just, it's, it's a shame when they have this much money and Netflix started off as a service, you guys, where you were able to get these things called DVDs in the mail, in the mail to you. And, uh, they would be like all like the movies that just came out on DVD or classics or something like that. They weren't making original content. And then they became a, a place that just started really putting so much money into original content. Now, I'm kind of bummed because it might mean that we're not going to see the really cool, weird murder documentaries or freaky documentaries that I like. Which, by the way, have you guys seen the second part of The Way Down, which just uh, premiered on HBO Max this past week? about Gwyn Shamblin and Revenant Church. Really eerie. Uh, I recommend it. Check that out. But Netflix was throwing so much money. So there was content everywhere, almost too much content where we've been talking about on this show is like, it's too much. Like where, where, where do we even live our lives? I mean, and then really good shows almost get kind of abandoned. Like Ozark, the final season premiered on Friday, and I don't even know when I'm going to watch that. And I used to love Ozark. The way we relate to our content is changing. We are almost taking it for granted in certain ways because there is so much good stuff, you know? I mean, I still haven't started Severance, which I know a lot of people love on Apple TV. Um, uh, You have The Girl from Plainville on Hulu, which I just started watching, and it's really good. Uh, We Crashed, the Jared Leto Anne Hathaway had its final episode uh, on Thursday, and I thought it was amazing. I just loved We Crashed so much. If you guys have not checked it out, please check it out. Um, But it's just so much. So we got to pay attention to this stuff because it means... It's going to cost a lot of people their jobs, obviously, but also it's going to make less opportunity for people to tell interesting and uh, interesting and diverse stories. 
So we just got to keep an eye on that. And we kind of got to, that's why we always have to support the things that we love. If we love Bravo, support it. If we love TLC, which by the way, I watched about an hour of the new 90 Day Fiance. I haven't watched the first two episodes, but I watched the first hour of this new one when I was getting like, trying to get inspired to get back up to the mic and finish. And it's, it's really good. <laughs> that 90 Day Fiance, what a wacky what a bunch of wacky people. Like, it's just, just what if I, I was trying to think, I was like, do you think ever it'll get to a point where the countries will like, it'll be like the Olympics where, you know, like different countries try to woo the Olympic committee to throw the Olympics at the, in their country. I almost wonder if 90 day fiance, eventually people are going to woo the producers of 90 day fiance of like, please come use one of our people in Istanbul to meet one of your American people. You know, like our country needs the, uh, the promo. It is just bizarre. I mean, love already is bizarre, but you add these kooks into it. Oh man. And Benyon's back, and oh, that whole family is just, if you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, okay, so Real Housewives of New Jersey, the uh, reunion. We Remember, Real Housewives of Orange County is done. We are done. May 11th, we start Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We are getting ready, folks. We are getting ready. Hey, take the rest you need now, because once we get to Beverly Hills, once So Bad It's Good gets there, we're it's all hands on deck. We're going to blow this motherfucker down. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be doing... Wild, crazy shows. <laughs> um, okay, I've got a couple other things, and then we'll get to Soph. Man, I always, I always kind of just dread finishing these things, but then I always get to talking, and I'm so, I get so excited to talk to you guys. Um, by the way, Maritza made these beautiful pop culture topic notes to help me out on what I need to talk about, and just so good. Once again, we talk about on this Rest in Peace Naomi Judd of the Judds. Uh, one of the prettiest songs I've ever heard as a kid was Love Can Build a Bridge by the Judds, which I would recommend you listening or streaming at some point today. She lost her battle with mental illness, um, and that is just heartbreaking. So we will keep her in our thoughts. Um, let's see. Ellen DeGeneres, uh, she filmed her last talk show this past week and she revealed in an interview that Adam Levine from Maroon 5 is the reason she and her wife Portia de Rossi are together I could you imagine blaming somebody from Maroon 5 on your relationship like that is just it would be my if no offense to Adam Levine but it would truly be a nightmare if I'm like I met I met my wife because the lead singer of Maroon 5 told me to date. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure some people would love that. Um, Kim Kardashian, we did, we do, we, I'm begging any celebrities out there listening. I don't care if you're a big celebrity or small celebrity, get in the game, guys. The Kardashians are sucking up all the pop culture air. They're like, it's too much. And I feel like they're expanding. They're just multiplying like gremlins when you throw, like throw water on a mogwai after midnight and they just start popping out and becoming gremlins because you feed them after midnight. Remember that beautiful movie, Gremlins? That's what the Kardashians feel like. It feels like they're multiplying and it's too late to stop them. And they're doing all the weird, wacky shit that I like to talk about, but I'm just tired of talking talking about it, about them, please, other people, anybody out there, any celebrity out there listening, please do something weird, please, I would so much rather talk about Jack Harlow's fake chin and compare it to Stassi Schroeder than, like, it's just too much, because in this past week alone, we had Kim Kardashian admitting why she photoshopped uh, True on Cousin Stormy's body at Disneyland, like, I feel truly we are living in 
the not I don't know end days, but it's definitely a simulation. Like, come on, somebody is playing us as a video game somewhere else, and they're like, wouldn't it be funny if we have this one family have most of the power, and then we start throwing weird curves like, why would she Photoshop a kid into a Disneyland photo? It doesn't make sense, does it? Well, let's put it in there. It's going to freak everybody out. Well, it did. I'm very freaked out. Uh, Justin Bieber shared a goofy rap parody, which uh, move over Weird Al Yankovic. His song, I Feel Funny, along with music video, came out this past week. Uh, I personally didn't find it funny, but listen, it's comedy is in the eye of the beholder. People, different people find different things funny. Um, Sean Diddy Combe to host the 2022 Billboard Music Awards. What happened to Puff Dad? I mean, I know he has Sean John and I know it's like a billion dollar brand, but remember you guys remember in like, was it 98 or 99? The No Way Out Puff Daddy and the Family album that was right after Notorious B.I.G. died. And like Puffy had like this run of like four or five years where he was everywhere and it was just his sampling was second to none. It was just so good. I, there's a, B, a Notorious B.I.G. documentary on Netflix, I believe. I forgot what it's called, but you just type in Notorious B.I.G. And it really kind of went into Diddy's life as well and his relationship with uh with Christopher Wallace, Notorious B.I.G. And I just thought it was such an interesting story. And of course, that if you follow that pop culture tree, that timeline, he ties right into that MTV stuff too because Puff Daddy making the band. Do you remember that? Making the band on MTV meant a lot, meant a lot to me. Remember when he would send the contestants to go get like cheesecake like eight miles away on foot? I just, I mean, that stuff is burned into my memory. But uh I don't know. It's just interesting. Like, okay, he's going to host something. Like, I know he's always there. He was even at the Oscars. But you're like, in terms of music, what what do you do? Like, I just wish there were, I guess there is. I was like, I wish there was somebody that could just tell me what people are doing. And then I was like, that's Google, idiot. Uh, Margot Robbie is set to star in Barbie. They're making a Barbie movie. Uh, it's going to be out in 2023. The first set photo, uh, appeared this past week at CinemaCon. Um, that's where, uh, Olivia Wilde was served papers by Jason Sudeikis, supposedly. But the interesting thing about this Barbie movie, we think it's something more than meets the eye. Greta Gerwig is directing it. Now, Greta Gerwig is kind of an indie darling actress. She also was the director of the remake of Little Woman, Little Women that came out a couple of years ago. She was the star and writer of Francis Ha, which I thought was a delightful movie. Um, and just really great. But so she... I think had a hand in adapting this and pe- and Will Ferrell's in it too, but people are saying it's not just like a silly Mattel movie. There's something more. And I think they're keeping that a secret. I could be wrong. That's just kind of the rumors I'm hearing. Uh, bad bunny. The, uh, the, I mean this bad bunny, which I just, I, I cringe every time I say bad bunny. I hate saying it so much. Just sounds, sounds like I'm talking about a cartoon. Uh, one of the most popular musical artists out there right now selling out stadiums. If you don't know Bad Bunny, which is fine, because I was like, I, a couple years ago, I didn't know who the fuck Bad Bunny was, and everybody was talking about him. He's going to make history as the first Latino to lead a live-action Marvel film. He's playing, like, Dark Spider-Man. But it's interesting how they are pulling um, just anybody with an audience. Like, you can get a movie. Like, if we can get me, if we can get me, like, a way bigger audience, I feel like I could get a movie. Like, just like that. It'll be totally easy. Um, we go into week three of the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. Does anybody know when this is going to end? Like, I feel like we've got, at this point, better things to do. And it's becoming just darker and darker. And I, like I say in today's show, I just, 
don't know if we're meant to know this much about their relationship. Uh, I also say a happy birthday to Summer Moon. Sheena Shea and Brock's daughter celebrated their first birthday. Sheena, of course, and Raquel and a couple of the others, I think Brittany, they're all out at Stagecoach, which is the Western version of Coachella. And uh, Carrie Underwood was the Saturday night headliner and Axl Rose from Guns N' Roses came out. And did a duet with her, which is great. The only time I wished I had gone to Stagecoach was like six years ago when Garth Brooks headlined. If you guys are OG so bad it's good heads, you will know I fell in love with Garth Brooks over the pandemic. Like I really was, I was really into, I have a lot of Garth Brooks shirts, hats. Like people would send me Garth Brooks stuff because uh, I can't do it now, but we'll have to go back one day and talk about Garth Brooks he got on Facebook for the first time and he left this minute video message to all his fans of like, I guess it's official. I'm on Facebook. And it was literally, it was just literally like, oh no, Garth's on Facebook and he's giving me a creepy message about it. It was just, it was like the kind of thing where you're like, well, let's keep our kids away from him. You know? and, and I hate to say that because Garth Brooks is the most positive, most, um, inspir- one of the most inspirational people out there in terms of performance. Um, Let's see here. What else do we got? Uh, Sharon Osbourne slams Bella Hadid's ridiculous decision to get plastic surgery at a young age, which is just weird. Like Sharon Osbourne, if you know, like we know, we and by the way, Ozzy Osbourne has COVID and he's being treated right now. And she was very emotional about that in an interview last week. But Sharon, like Sharon Osbourne shouldn't be saying shit about shit in terms of plastic surgery. This lady has done so much work to her face. And you're like, yeah, but she's old. And, you know, she's saying that Bella Hadid's young, but it's like, come on, it's not that, like, just don't, I don't feel like your opinion, you don't really, you shouldn't be able to have an opinion in this, in this matter. Also, since it is Monday, what I've noticed the last couple of weeks is Erica Jane from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills usually has like a tweet storm on Monday nights. I think she dips into the, the Chardonnay or something, but, and she always gets like super dirty and it's like, kind of like, Ooh, Erica, please. We're, you know, there's kids in the room. And, uh, so I would just say, always keep an eye on Monday night on Erica Jane's Twitter. It comes off really cringy and not cool. I, it doesn't come off cool. I think she thinks it's cool and it's just, it's painful because it's like somebody like, I'm trying to be cool. <laughs> I'm Erica Jane. What's going on, everybody? <laughs> and it's just not. Uh, Yellowstone, you guys know I am fascinated with the television show Yellowstone. Uh, that series and its spinoffs have, has injected $70 million into the Montana economy. Um, I am so... This show, Yellowstone... I, I someday just want to do a Yellowstone spinoff podcast just to talk about how ridiculous this show is. And yet I still have to watch it. It is, it, it, it's so, it's so ridiculous, but that's cool. $70 million. Also, if you guys know Sydney Sweeney, who was one of the leads of Euphoria, uh, she did an interview this weekend where she was talking about loving Yellowstone. Oh, this is interesting. A lot of you guys are into this Wordle, this Wordle game that you play every day. A Wordle game show is going to be hosted by RuPaul, and it's coming to CBS in its original form, which was called Lingo, the show Lingo. Um, also, in tribute news, they had a fashionable farewell for Andre Leon Talley, the uh, late great style icon. Uh, Stars gathered, including Kate Moss, Naomi Campbell, and Anna Wintour. Um, Despite Anna Wintour, the Vogue editor, dropping him from her inner circle for being old, overweight, and uncool, supposedly. So they all came together to provide a tribute. 
a lot of people realize, you know, Met Gala was like one of his things. So it's always sad when somebody of that stature is not with us to be part of the fashion conversation as this man always had been. So keep an eye out for tributes at the Met Gala to uh, Andre tomorrow. Uh, I don't know what you guys are expecting, but it's pretty exciting just in terms of pop culture, what you'll get to see. Now, we talk about all the Kardashians being invited. Most people don't like that. What I'm more curious about is influencers. Who are we going to get there? Are we going to get an Olivia Rodrigo? Which, by the way, Olivia Rodrigo, you uh, the people like this guy, Zach Bia, she's supposed to date? This guy, Zach Bia, you guys. And listen, I'm an old dude. I shouldn't be commenting on 20-year-olds, but I'm going to. Olivia Rodrigo is kind of like an angel, and she's like the indie darling, even though it's like power pop. It's not like emo like I think she wants it to be, but it's really good. It's just not what she thinks it is. She was linked to Zach Bia this week. And this guy, he looks like a young version of David Guest, who was that kind of weird looking guy that was like married to Liza Minnelli. Man, we go everywhere on the show, don't we? I mean, I swear to God, you probably don't know half the people I'm talking about sometimes, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm letting you guys in on this so you can keep up with conversations with your kids. Um, Zach Bia, I don't know. I don't even think he does anything. And he's linked to all these hot girls and he looks all like, it makes me want to go back to high school and go, yo, what about me, Madison Beer? And what about me, Olivia Rodrigo? If you're going to think the Zach Bia guy, like I could get in there. Like, I'm just like, what is this? There's really no news story there, except that I'm just kind of really, I was really taken aback and upset. <laughs> oh my gosh. I keep kind of just... Not want, I keep not wanting to move. I keep wanting to talk, but we got to get to the show. We got to get to the show. Uh, let's see. Any final comments? Oh, Jax Taylor. We just got too close to the sun. So remember how we did the segments last week on Jax's? He was selling his used uh, tennis shoes and sweaters and stuff. And he closed Jax's closet. But this guy keeps accidentally... Um, posting things on the Jax's. So the whole thing with Jax's closet was not run by Jax. It said on the account, like one of Jax's assistants or friends. But Jax keeps posting things that Jax means to post on his Instagram, but he'll post it to Jax's closet. Like you guys know if you have Instagram, like I have my So Bad It's Good account and I have my personal account, Ryan Bailey 25 and you can switch between the two. And that's what Jax is doing. He's switching between the two, but then he's forgetting to switch back to his actual account. So he's posting like his ads for Cameo on his shop, Jax's closet, when they should be over at Jax Taylor, which is just the most Jax Taylor you can. I mean, this is Jax Taylor is the gift that keeps on giving. We don't even need him on TV for him to do really kind of funny because it's like just Jack. It's like very Jack because you know he's all pissed. He's like, damn it, why do I keep making these mistakes? And the fan base is so interesting that they pick it up immediately. They're just all little detectives, and it's truly incredible because they just catch everything. I mean, isn't that crazy? Also, shout out to Luke Goldbrunson from Summer House. We have the season finale of Summer House tonight, which I'm very sad about. I'm so, so sad. Is Luke Goldbrunson is he is selling maple syrup, you guys. You can go to Luke Goldbrunson over on Instagram and buy some of this maple syrup. I would buy Luke's maple syrup. I totally would. I would, you know what? I want to buy a couple bottles and make Alex drink one from Summer House while he's eating his ground turkey. But like, Luke, good for you, man. Get into the maple game. What if like, what if you guys a billionaire from selling maple syrup? He's like the Elon Musk of maple syrup. I'm I'm down for some Luke Goldbrunson maple syrup. I should do a taste test on the show. It's got to be better than that BLK water. 
Oh, okay, you guys, let's get into the show today. We have Sophie. We're all over the map. We're excitable. We do all the stuff that we normally do. And then remember, a lot of you guys come in and tune in just for Mondays, which I flip and love. It's awesome. And I appreciate it so much. Remember, we do shows three other days a week, sometimes four other days a week, plus the Patreon. There's plenty of stuff. But sometimes, you know, give a show recap a chance or give an interview a chance. I've got a lot of cool people coming up this week and a lot of laughs and a lot of things that I want to share with you. So remember, you can pick these up at any time. Um, And uh, I know you only have two ears and there's only so many hours in the day. But consider getting somebody else onto this podcast or, uh, or listening to more of it, dang it or just taking me in and letting me live with you. Uh, That's it, folks. I will talk to you on Tuesday. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, we made it through another week to another week, actually. This is Monday. I just got scared and thought it was Friday, but it's Monday. We get to do this all over again. We start every week with a pop culture roundup with uh, our favorite. Uh, You might know her from a Substack. Uh, You might know her from her own podcast, So True, with Sophie Ross. You might know her from her Twitter feed or Instagram feed. She hasn't gotten on TikTok yet, but I'm sure that's coming. Uh, Sophie Ross, welcome. Happy Monday. Hello, hello. And I'm sorry if my voice is a little nasally. I like have, I think I have allergies for like- Oh, dude, dude. This whole week, I've gotten now a handful of complaints because I can't stop sniffing. They're like, I'm like- I sound like That's I'm on drugs. Right now. That's yeah. now. I'm so sorry. I am a little bit sniffly and a little nasally, but you know what? You're going to have to God, Guys, welcome to the show. You are going to hate this. Deal with it. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> you know, this is one of the weeks there's so much crap happening. So we're just going to jump in um, and we'll, we'll see what we get to. It's going to be one of those weeks that I miss so much because so much is happening and it's all ridiculous. But I need to start off with something that just happened in the last couple of hours, I got so many messages and it just shows how strong my brand is, is that this, <laughs> this person's a, a blight on our society. Lisa Rinna, you guys on her Instagram, oh. I'm blocked. She posted like literally I got shadow banned from Instagram until July 18th. This lady's posted almost full nudes where I can see the top of her pubic region, where I can see little, little Rinna's popping out of her lady area. And I'm like, she's allowed to post this, but I can't post some, somebody with a sign that says I sell feet pics. I can't with her. I really, really can't with Lisa Rinna. Did you see that Harry Hamlin? Was that the one yes! that responded that, to? That, I was there. See, this is my lead into that, actually. But seriously, Lisa, if you're listening, that's disgusting. And I just want you to stop it. Okay. We what, I want you to be on the you? show. I don't want you to t- I don't want you off the show, but I don't want I don't want to be it. I don't have kids yet, but if I did, I would throw away my phone. What like they you would have ruined my kid's life today. What does she have on Andy Cohen? it's just she's an extreme personality and people love extreme personalities it's just that now she's a caricature of herself but i cannot wait guys may 11 i just looked up the photo you're talking about yes you can see her pubes you can see her pubes oh my god what's the the caption what's the caption the caption is at paulina poroskov oh poroskova poroskova Paulina Poroskova posted in a tiny bikini and they called her old and ugly. I'm one year older than Paulina. Here's my old and ugly. Here, here's my pubes. How old and ugly are these? Th- hey, anybody want to see my butthole? <laughs> I um, can't. Okay, so Harry Hamlin, you guys, 
she there there's the Met Gala today, which we'll be doing full coverage on. But uh, we had a warm up at the Correspondents Dinner in Washington, D.C., and Harry Hamlin was there at a table with Billy Eichner, which is kind of probably like being with Lisa Rinna a little bit just in terms of volume. But um, I like Billy Eichner a lot. I, I found out why, though. He was there because remember, he played Tom Brokaw. Remember, he was like, he was like, he's like, Lisa, I've got to go play Tom Brokaw. And he was doing the Tom Brokaw imitation for the ladies. And Kyle was like, oh, my God, Harry, I've never heard anything. That's the best acting I've ever seen. Don't you remember that scene? So he gets to go to the White House Correspondence Center because of that? I bet. I bet that's what it is, because Tom Brokaw was like NBC's main dude forever. And I I, because and Lisa wasn't there with him. So this remember when Harry would always take solo camping trips and like Lisa would help him pack, you know? Yeah. And I, I always just think that's a fun little fact about Harry Hamlin. But uh, he looked like he took a solo DC trip. Doing anything to escape his life. Yeah. He's just like, gonna... you know, at least I am booked for the next six months. Uh, I'm going to miss you and the kids. Uh, um, Amelia and, and the other one, not Amelia. Going to miss her as well. <laughs> not Amelia. Yeah. Um, Delilah. Delilah Bell. Delilah Bell. You know. Delilah sounds like, I think it is a club in Los Angeles, but it sounds like they named their daughters after clubs. Like, doesn't Amelia kind of sound like a, like a hipster Amelia Gray and Delilah Bell. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't get into Delilah Bell tonight, you know? Like, uh, there was a door list. Yeah, I had to buy a, I had to buy good. Yeah, I climbed through a refrigerator to get to Delilah Bell tonight. Um, Okay, so this correspondence dinner, you guys, it's a political event kind of, you know, and the president speaks and it's it's a traditional thing that we haven't had for a while because Trump didn't believe in it and all of this crap, whatever. Um, what's his name hosted? Trevor Noah hosted it, did a great job. The fu- the thing that like- I like helps- cannot stand Trevor Noah. I'm just putting that out there. Why? Wait, wait what did Trevor Noah do? I, I I'm, he's, never, he's growing on me. I just love Jon Stewart I've so much. I've never thought he was funny. I've never thought he was funny. He's had some, some also some bad tweets in the past. And Dude, we've all I, we, at this point, we've all had bad tweets. I think. Exactly. Everyone is about to whatever. But like, I just don't like him. I don't think he's funny and I just don't like him. And that's my hot take. <laughs> hot take. Well, don't worry, because his performance got completely eclipsed by the biggest political thing happening in D.C. And that is the combination of two brands, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, making a red carpet appearance at this gala. Uh, because Kim. Did you uh, hear? Uh, what? Okay, sorry. Keep going. No, I'm saying I've said this from I've said this for a year and a half now. Kim will be running for political office in California at some point, and I will go even one step further, and that she will come very close, or she will win. I think this will be ten to fifteen years, but it is coming. And you, I really, I want to say this in the nicest way. We've got to pay attention to it. Do not be ignorant to it because it will happen. So we have to be mentally prepared. God help us all. But I mean, that's it, though. I mean, I actually tweeted a rant about the fact that the Kardashians are like single-handedly destroying the earth. <laughs> well, I mean, Kai, did you see, wait, were you the one that I read that Kim took a 17 minute jet yeah, ride? And some people, and some people pointed out that it could have been like for maintenance, but either way, it's like, they only fly private and then they're like, love the earth and take care of her. <laughs> and they're hosting parties with like 5 million balloons and plastic tchotchkes with Stormy's face on them. And that they just throw They've out. They depleted the world's flower supply. They've depleted the world's flower supply. By the way, like flowers and bouquets are terrible on the environment, fresh flowers. And 
And yeah, it's like they, there's no one kind of, I know we talk about holding corporations accountable, hold the Kardashians accountable. Well, but Sophie, they're a corporation more than anybody else. Exactly. They're a corporation that probably destroys the planet more than most corporations. And it's like so frustrating. (laughs) Did you see that, that Kim and Pete at like the Disney table? And what was I saying about how- Wait, the Disney table at this, at the Washington Gala? At the White House Correspondence Dinner. And okay, and also how Hulu, Hulu, ABC, dude, and Life and Beth is on Hulu. Exactly, the is on Hulu. Exactly, Hulu and Disney now have their partnership or whatever with NBC. Is how SNL airs on Hulu. It's all manufactured, and you could tell on the red carpet. I'm just gonna say it. I know everyone's like. Oh my God. Okay. It's definitely real. Like the tattoo. We're going to talk about the tattoo. <laughs> yeah. We got to talk but about the tattoo. You can, you can just tell there's no sexual chemistry between them. Like I really, you can just tell in the photo, like they're so awkward. Also, see, I see Sophie. I see Sophie. I don't I, wait. What'd you say? I loved Pete's subtle spray tan. Oh, I, Yes, because, okay, so wait, this is this has been a wild weekend for Pete because Friday night, my roommate actually told me she got tickets to see his, Netflix is doing a bunch of comedy specials, and she went to Pete Davidson's comedy special on Friday night where Kim was at, and Machine Gun Kelly popped up during his special, is for like a Netflix special, which is like whatever, and he actually did a whole rant about, he did Kanye material. He actually does a Kanye AIDS joke, which is, you know, because remember when Kanye said that Pete Davidson had AIDS? Remember this? Everybody. Yeah, so what, what, what did he say? Yeah. So, which by the way, shout out to Kanye. Thank you for giving us another week of peace. I hope you're enjoying your r r It's very nice for us as well. Um, but he said, uh, Pete goes, yeah, Kanye said, um, I have AIDS. And for a second, I almost believed him because the man's a genius. And that was the big joke. <laughs> uh, you, you know you might you know it'll you'll be thinking about it later this week and you'll laugh i can guarantee it but oh also how great that we're bringing back aids jokes isn't it like, like you know i love that we as a society we think we get to a place where you're like oh good like you know we're past this kind of making fun of like aids as a disease and we've like made huge strides and now we're back to playground making fun of people and i was kind of hoping i was hoping pete would stay away from it so i do want to ask you though in this regards to all celebrities is that i see those pete kim photos and i'm just like eh, like i kind of think it's cheesy because at the end of the day no offense pete i just don't think pete is the mental powerhouse uh i mean never obviously not the mental powerhouse that kanye was but I think he's not the mental power. Like he's the same as Kim and the Kim's not a mental powerhouse either. She just is one of the, she just never gives up and that's an ad- admirable quality, but I just don't, I mean, I don't see, I, I believe that it's real. I just believe that they're not, they're two mental non powerhouses together that look good dressed up. Like what, what makes you think that it's not real still? Like, I feel like they're totally bony. They're, I feel like they're so awkward together. And I think that when Kim posted that live photo to prove that she didn't Photoshop Pete. And that oh, picture, yeah, that, you guys, she did that early. <laughs> all it did was prove that she actually did Photoshop his bicep um, at the very least. But in that live photo, it was like he it was like a kissing live photo. She was like not one. It was like the smallest little peck. Like, I just I, I feel like she's not into him. And 
I don't know. I just don't see. Have see I don't get it. But so if you see all the stuff I do, everybody's like, I've never, I've never seen her this happy in years. Cause they were comparing like Met photos of Kanye and, and Kim. And they were comparing the photos of last night. And I will say, I mean, also I will say Kim's new face looks amazing. Kim's new face looks very fresh, and very young. And I mean, her new body. She, I, I saw that because she's wearing this very like silvery, silver, silver gown. And her like hip to waist ratio is like smaller. Like she just looks so much smaller. Like she definitely got her BBL reduced. Oh yeah. And her body is just like shifting. I like can't keep up. And people are going to be like, she looks so happy. And I'm like, well, yeah, she's (laughs) trying to look happy. We don't know for sure that she is. All I do know is that I'm reading the body language and the sexual chemistry. And I do not think there's anything there. I was just awkwardly on her butt. And it's like, I don't think his hand has been there before. Yeah. By the way, if you want to see real chemistry, you got to see Travis Barker literally put his whole hand up Courtney's butt every scene in the Kardashians. Now that's real romance. That's real romance. Travis definitely does have real chemistry and you can be like, just because Kim and Pete aren't as like PDA as Kravis. And it's like, no, I just like do not sense that she's into him. Maybe he genuinely is into her. And that's why he got that tattoo, which also I think is such. Okay. So talk about the tattoo you got. Let's talk. So here we're going to get the Kardashian stuff out of the way and then get to all the other stuff. So the, the, the tattoo, you guys, he has it of every first name initial of her kids on his neck. Now, I want to remind you, he has a brand now. He has another Kim tattoo and he has a My Girl's a Lawyer tattoo. So we are now with the child tattoo for Kardashian related tattoos. Now, in the scope of Pete's body, that's nothing because it looks like the man has 430 tattoos. But my thing is like, Sophie, like I love kids. I have never met a kid where I'm like, dude, that kid impressed me. I got to get a tattoo immediately. Like, can you like- really weird behavior and very unhealthy. Yes. I think that what we know about Pete is that he can be emotionally unstable after breakups. Like what happened with Ariana. He admits that too. He admits that. Yeah. And how Machine Gun Kelly had to like go and be with Pete after that breakup with Ariana because he tweeted like, I don't want to be here anymore. And then when you read about- Yeah. Oh my God. I forgot about that. And how Cindy Crawford and Randy Gerber, when he was dating Kaya Gerber, which by the way, she was like freshly 18 when they were dating. And- All right. Oh my God. He apparently locked himself like some- like in their house and was threatening to hurt himself. And that's where those paparazzi photos of them freaking out come from when him and Kaya broke up. And Cassie David and her book, she recounts how. And that's B. Like, that's BPD, right? Uh, border. Uh, he has BPD. I correct? think he's bipolar. I think Bi- it's bipolar. Okay. I, mean, I could be wrong. I don't know, but yeah, it sounds like it's not going to end well. And I think it's irresponsible. I know that like the Kardashians use people as props for PR. I don't know. I feel like it's yeah, just border, borderline gonna... personality disorder. He was diagnosed with BPD okay, in 2017. Yeah. Um, you're right, though. This is kind of that. Um, Uh, The Kim thing, I was watching him smoke on stage that I was watching a clip of his Friday night performance and he's, you know, loves to smoke. And I just thought, what a wild turn of like Kim is healthy. You know, it's like Kim really co-ops other people's personalities in terms of, you know, we saw it with Kanye, with the fashion. I'm curious what she's picking up from Pete, if she's going to come out with like a a weed brand. In fact, Dumas, I think, had a a blind saying that one of the Kardashians was going to come out with their own kind of weed line, which the the easiest person to pin that on is Kindle because she's said she smokes weed before, but then Chloe, I think there might be a, a little bit of a, uh, it might be her because 
Do you notice how on the new Kardashians on Hulu, you guys, Chloe has now said she has anxiety. The first two episodes, first two or I don't, I think we were only two episodes in no three. She said she's had anxiety in each episode, which almost makes me lead leads me to believe that they're going to like launch a product to help Chloe with her anxiety. It's just so Kardashian to connect those things. You know, I guess when I saw that, I was like, it's either going to be Kendall because Kendall loves to be like, I'm a pothead. I'm a stoner. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When she like one time she like posted a picture on Instagram story of just like her weed pen and like partridge. Like, Hero. okay, Hero. thank you, Kendall. Very cool. So yeah, either Kendall or Chloe <laughs> yeah, like because Chloe, like... yeah, the anxiety thing. And you I was know, just thinking like, of my dad Kendall, smoking like, weed with Kendall. Yeah. No, but that's the whole like, I feel like that's the new thing in the wellness, not even a new thing, but like in the wellness space. And Chloe loves wellness. It's like CBD gummies or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, which, so, by the yeah, way, a lot. That would be my guess. A lot of people wrote about my dad going to his first medical marijuana store last Sunday. You guys, it was a big moment for him. And he bought a couple joints to have while he was here. And he would go out and smoke the joints. And my mom, each time, my mom's a hater, man. She's like a narc. My mom would be like, don't you smell it? And I'm like, no, I'm like stuffed up all the time now, mom. And she goes, like he has any more brain cells to lose. And I'm like, let the man (laughs) enjoy his weed. That's like my parents too, because yeah, I mean, like a, a lot of our parents now it's become normal now that it's legalized, yeah. baby. But and he was like, Becky, like, it's legal. I'm not doing anything wrong. My mom is always like, it smells. And then like, <laughs> and then one of my parents, I'm not going to say who, so he doesn't get mad at me. He'll go, he'll go in the basement to eat an edible because he said, because he's worried that it'll smell just to eat an edible. <laughs> oh my god i do i when i was growing up my dad he would like he didn't think like he didn't think any of us knew but he would just walk outside and then we had these garbage cans and we you would all of a sudden we'd be watching him from the living room he would just duck down like literally get down on his knees and you would just see plumes of smoke like an like a smoke signal going up and you know i remember when i asked my mom first of like does dad smoke marijuana and she looked like so frightened she was like i knew this day was coming she, <laughs> the only the only answer she it's gave like me was family scene. No, no, because I had seen a thing at school saying that like cocaine was like the businessman drug. And my dad was a businessman. And I told the teacher, I go, isn't marijuana the businessman's drug? Because I knew my dad and she was like, no, it's cocaine. And I'm like, okay. And I I asked my mom, my mom didn't. She The only thing she said was your dad was in Vietnam. And I was like, I don't know what Vietnam, I was a kid. He, He deserves it. Wait, that's like, okay. Also when I was home during the pandemic and like living at home for during like the lockdown stage and I was living at home for a little bit with my parents and I would smoke. I like got some, got some flower when I was out there, if you know what I mean. And my, my dad would tell me to smoke. My mom would be like smoke outside on the patio. So it doesn't stink up the house. And then my dad would tell me to smoke inside so that the neighbors wouldn't see me. And then they each would yell at me when I like do one or the other. I was like, where do I smoke? I just want to know. <laughs> my dad, you know, like I'll text with my mom a lot, but my dad is like here and there. And, you know, anytime I go to visit Arizona and especially over the pandemic, he'd, uh, you'd get a text from, I'd get a text from my dad, like two days before he go, Hey bud what's going on? And I knew exactly what it would be. He'd be like, anywho, if you're coming out, would you mind grabbing a little stuff for me? And then, then he'd have like, Just I'd like stuff. three, I'd like three say. joints. I'd like this, you know, like, cause I don't really smoke weed. So I would get them. And then when I'd get there, my mom had no clue about this, that I was like a drug mule and I would hand them off really. He'd go, give it to me, give it to me. And it would be like this awkward passing. 
And I was like, just make sure you hide it. He goes, I know what I'm doing. And I even bought him this like tin to like trap the smell for like, yeah. and he fucking lost it or something. Cause it smelled, my mom would always be like, smells like a skunk in our garage. And I'd be like, damn it. And then the one time I didn't go over the, I went, the one time I was going over the pandemic and he didn't send me that text. So I was like, dad, do you want me to get you anything? And he goes, no. And I'm like, you okay? And, and he goes, um, well, that last, that last thing wasn't good. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like that last joint you got me. It, it wasn't, it was, it was too much. And I go, dad, did you smoke the whole joint? He goes, yeah. What are you supposed to, I, dude, it was one of the, like the, like a powerhouse joint where you're supposed to take a couple hits. He fucking smoked the whole thing. And I guess he was out of commission for like a day. He was like, he thought That's he was he dying. Thought, he thought that once you start the joint, you like yeah. have to make he's it like, all the way He's down. like, you can't, you, cause that's how they used to do it in the old days. They used to smoke the whole thing and they had skunk weed. My dad doesn't know that that weed is like scientifically improved by a billion percent. And yeah. every time I tell him, he goes, I know what I'm doing. And then he overdoes it. It's ridiculous. By the way, for any New Yorkers, not a lot of people know this, but there are like so many dispensaries now in Lower East Side, like one next to the other in Lower East Side. So if you're looking for dispensaries in New York, people think they still have to like go to Jersey to go to a dispensary. I'm like, no, they're here in the city. That's so good to know. Saying, Very yeah. good. Um, okay, you guys, uh, moving on to some good news. I actually really love this news. Uh, Andy Cohen dropped news on Friday that he uh, threw a surrogate. Uh, they, she has a new baby girl. Her name is Lucy. And we saw We got to see Ben meet Lucy, his son. And I was I know, like, so I don't know why, man. I was, I was on a podcast at the time and I was getting texts and I, I, I got all teary. I don't know why. Like I, I really like Andy and I love his commitment to wanting to be a father because he could really like fuck off and just be like, uh, like a, a completely sleazy. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the fact that he wants to be a father really, I don't know. It just impresses me for some reason. I know. I love it. And I love that he's a girl dad. Now, did you see the rumor? I don't know where I read this or heard this, that his egg donor, people think it might be Heather Dubrow. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I have no idea if that's true, but I saw Could that. Could you now. imagine getting that. Terry Dubrow's jeans mixed in there somewhere? Well, Heather Dubrow. Well, that's not, that's Heather. Yeah, that that's was, not, yeah, you're right. You're right. Ryan, you're right. That's not how it works. <laughs> literally, you guys, I have no fucking, like, I literally posted on Friday. I'm like, can't wait for the, another cool baby shower. And somebody pointed out, hey, dipshit, you know, the baby shower happens before the baby comes. And I'm like, didn't know that. All right. You know, like, cause I wanted another <laughs> cool Andy, Co like where all the housewives gather and John Mayer for some reason, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been lit though. It would. I, I think they should still do it and they should make a documentary Great of the content. making of it. Yeah. Uh, John, John Mayer wrote, of course, because I feel like he's a part of a big part of Andy's life. Um, Andy, uh, John Mayer wrote, I'm already doing her star, her star chart. Oh, I saw that. Andy, I love that. Yeah, about him. It was very cute. Uh, yeah. Hello, sweet girl. Congrats, Andy, doing her star chart right now. Uh, Anderson Cooper, who I think, because Anderson Cooper has two uh, kids through the same process, which I think Andy's just trying to keep up with Anderson at this point too, a little bit. He's Probably. threatened. He's threatened. Probably. Uh, Chloe Kardashian commented, congratulations. How wonderful and blessed your family. Okay, Chloe, calm down. Okay, but I thought that was just calm down. Yeah. Calm down. You don't need to be a Wait, part of also, everything. Did you see that? I guess someone wrote into maybe Demois or another one of those things that was like, Chloe Kardashian is going in for, to get a boob job, write this down. And then Chloe posted the other day. She was like, back on the treadmill after two weeks. I wasn't allowed to work out for two weeks. And now I'm cleared. And people were saying that, yeah, you oh. can't work out for two weeks after a boob job. 
So Dude, let's way, see those titties. Yeah, look out for that. There's going to be some new Khloe Kardashian titties. <laughs> uh, oh, guys, also, I, I don't want you to worry about Pete Davidson. He also got another tattoo. It was an Aladdin tattoo because him and Kim did the Aladdin sketch on SNL. Like, come on. The Aladdin, it was like, guys, it was cute that they met, but it wasn't even that great of a sketch. Like, you're going to fucking oh brand God. yourself with Aladdin? I'm sorry so to go back I'm embarrassed there. for them. I'm embarrassed for both of them. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, are you, this was a very good news for me, or I don't know why, but James Corden, it's going to be his last yeah. year. I just do, I know I just can't, I can't do it with James. I don't I know. like James. I Did don't you know why. James Corden. I can't remember like exactly what the writer's guild, it was a writer's guild thing where he yes. was trying to lower the pay of writers. It's yeah. like, you wouldn't have a show without your writers. Like, yeah. I just thought that was so sickening. And yeah, he just sucked. I'm on the James Corden <laughs> train with everyone else. No, so he announced that he's going to retire. It's going to be another year. But then I just heard that he's gonna, he just got cast in the Wicked movies, which I'm just like, why are we oh still casting God. James? Like, guys, if there's a musical, it doesn't, it, it doesn't mean you need to cast. It doesn't mean you have to cast James Corden. Like, what? And like, and I, I saw Harry, by the way, I, I'm I'm in a real deep Harry Styles fat infatuation phase in my life, like, and it's he's new to me, and I I don't really know One Direction or any of those guys, but I really like Harry Styles. And then I saw it the second week in Coachella, he's fucking watching Billie Eilish with James Corden. They're like buddies, and I was like, ooh, oh that's a strike God. against like that kind of ruins Harry Styles for me a little bit. It really does. It really does. James what did, fucking Corden. What did you think of? Olivia Wilde at CinemaCon got presented paperwork supposedly from Jason Sudeikis uh, about their custody arrangement. Now, that's like a really big venue in front of all these theater exhibitors where she was presenting her movie she directed, Don't Cry, Darling, with Harry Styles. Don't worry, darling. Oh, don't worry. Don't, uh, you know, don't it's cry, safe. darling. It's called Don't uh, Touch Your Butt, Darling. Um, <laughs> no, it's, but Girl, like, wash your face. That's what it's called. <laughs> you got a dirty butthole, baby. Um, <laughs> why? But like, that's pretty. Like, that's very not Jason Sudeikis to me. I like, thought, or, okay, so it sounded like he, he that was not what he intended to do. And everyone, like, really ran with that. They were like, oh, yeah, I, I aspire to be that petty. And it's like, no, it wasn't on, I don't think that was on purpose. I think that it was just where she was able to get served. Because if they can't serve you under un, any circumstances, they're going to serve you whenever they can find you. So I don't think he can control that. It's just, you know, whoever's well, what I, for the papers. I was reading that, but it says you have to put like where she's going to be. And that was one of the places. I mean, one of the theories was that, yeah, she, they couldn't serve her anywhere else. She was like dodging it. That was one of the things I read. But in another thing, like you still know, <clears throat> I would think that you would be able to put like, hey, make sure it's not in front of like a big group of people. Like, I just feel like that would be an option like, I don't know. To me, that just strikes me as weird and something that you would tell your client, like, yo, I'm going to potentially humiliate her publicly. Is that cool with you? Yeah. Like, the, I don't know. I don't know. Definitely a weird situation. Oh, also, speaking of celebs and their kids, I today walked by Leave Schreiber. Whoa. I'm okay. Ray Donovan. Ray, Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan and his kids that he has with Naomi Watts. And they were speaking, I don't know what his na native language is, but I literally walked right past them. So I was kind of eavesdropping because I noticed from behind, love him. Yeah, it was definitely them. And he was speaking in some other language, which was interesting. So what if it's like, pig, what if it's like pig Latin or something? It was, I don't know. Oh, I think it may have been Ukrainian or Russian. No, Ukrainian emigrated 
from Ukraine. I don't know. Whoa. I don't know. But it was not English. But anyway, I thought that was. But very you're, you're sure it was him. He is. I took a picture. He has kids with Naomi Watts. Um, called, well, the pictures uh, of the back of them, but still, I was so, trying to get a, I looked at him and smiled. You can even tell from the back that it's him. Tell me this is not him. And oh, I yeah. obviously. Oh, yeah, I, totally. That's his hair. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You guys will be back to the show in just one second. I wanted to talk about our sponsor this week. And once again, we are sponsored by our friends at BetterHelp, uh, which I'm very excited about. If you listen to the beginning of this pod, I talk about my own mental health journey and I've talked about that a lot. Uh, and BetterHelp is kind of an amazing company because they are somebody that is setting out to help us uh, in a very huge way by providing us somebody to talk to, uh, whether it be uh, online, over the phone. There's so many different ways to actually reach out and talk to somebody with this company. Um, life can be overwhelming. We talk about it all the time. And many people, we are burned out right now. And we don't even know it sometimes. I mean, I do. I feel that all the time. Like it is just like, oh, can I do this? Can I, can I do another day of this? Can I watch another episode of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? I find the strength somehow. Uh, symptoms for this can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more. Sometimes I really do. I'll get totally burnt out. I'll just feel like, man, what is the point? I don't want to take notes on another reality show. I don't want to uh, talk for another two hours when I just want to be in my own head. And it really feels very, it feels like you're trapped. We associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burned out. And BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. And it's one of those things they provide kind of an easy way to put you in touch with somebody that is very capable of walking you through these problems or, or somebody that you can talk to 
about burnout. Uh, this has been a great help in my life and has for a long time. Um, I also think there is just this natural stigma. I still even have it for myself sometimes. Of like I said it earlier, like, oh, I don't want to be known as the mental health guy. I got kind of insecure about it. And even though that's it should be something that I'm proud of, but sometimes I even get that way. Um, but I think from personally speaking, it's just something that you need to check out because we can't do this life alone. We need our family, we need our friends, but we need more than that sometimes. We need somebody to talk to. We need uh, we need somebody that has been trained in ways to talk to us and hear us and suggest, give suggestions and all of the things that a good therapist can do. And that's where BetterHelp uh, comes into play. And I always just tell people, just give it a shot. Just one step. All you have to take is one step and it's going to make that second step easier. I swear to God, that is one thing I actually know with all of my heart. Uh, so BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. This is the cool part. So bad it's good. Listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash so bad. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash so bad. And just go check it out, you guys. You don't have to fill out anything, but just type in, like I said, betterhelp.com forward slash so bad. Check it out for yourself. And now back to the remaining portion of our show. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. I obviously looked at him to make sure and I gave him a little smile. Oh, Sophie Moi on the case. I was like, meet your new stepmom, kids. <laughs> yeah. Hi, who are, who are my future uh, kids? You he, I go do to think college? That he's so hot. I think he's really hot. He, no, I will say he's a very, and he's somebody that I can even appreciate. Like, I feel like he's grown into what you call a man. You know, when I watched yeah. him on Ray Danovan, oh, yeah. I was like this, you know, from like the, his humble beginnings on Scream and all those movies. And you're like, this is like a dude that could kick your ass, you know? Oh, yeah. He's a big, rugged, manly man piece of meat. Dude, was your guy with he you? I would be, I mean, by the way, you didn't like talk this crap around your boyfriend, did you? You weren't like, this guy's a piece of meat around him, were you? No, no. I'm with my okay. boyfriend. I was girling all myself. But um, <laughs> but um, I forgot what I was going to say on top of that. I don't you were know. saying he's a piece of meat. Um, <clears throat> so tonight, you guys, or actually this is Monday. Last night was the season premiere of Real Housewives of Atlanta. I watched the premiere earlier today. And it um, 
You know, it. I think it's going to take a second to get into it for me. It was great to see Sheree Whitfield back on the show. Marlo Hampton has a peach. Uh, there are some little things that they set up in regards to Drew Sedora and Ralph. I still do not like Ralph. The new lady who's an Olympian was cool. Uh, I think it takes a second to get like the footing or maybe I'm just a little burnt out on Housewives right now. But I... Like I was watching that, 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 the premiere of Beverly Hills. And I was like, oh, this is like, I was loving it, but this, this, I think it might just take a second, but I loved seeing Sheree back and I'm, I'm excited to watch it and, and talk about it and all of that her stuff. Tagline, her new tagline is iconic. What's her tagline? Isn't it like, it's like spring, summer, September. I'm iconic whenever or something like that. <laughs> she is. I, she but, uh, Make sure you watch that, guys, because we also I, I talked about that this week was they paid for further promotional pictures for the Atlanta cast. And a lot of people wrote into me about this saying that, you know, there was like theories that Bravo did not want to put money towards it, which I don't know. But then there was another thing that Bravo was being petty because Carlos King is out there and there's the Nene Leaks lawsuit. I don't know why, but like it. it it definitely wasn't bad, bad at all. It was just that I think it's going to take a second to get into it, but by no means was it horrendous. So I don't know why Bravo, it just feels like Bravo is not, I, I really haven't heard that much about Atlanta leading up to tonight. The that, I mean, that would be surprising to me if Atlanta, if Bravo isn't. Yeah. Why would they as do much that? Money as possible it makes no, into Atlanta it makes no sense. The most, That's their product. It, it's their most successful, yes, most ex- watched franchise. Like, exactly. of course, they, they would want to pour money into it. But again, it's like people have said that Bravo does discriminate against black franchises. So yep. I, I don't know, but it would make sense for Bravo to really build Atlanta up because they're already such a moneymaker for them. Yeah, it's it, it franchise, may- hands down. Or maybe they just feel like they don't need to throw money at it because it's automatic audience. It's already, yeah, but that that could be the case too. That they know they already have a loyal audience for it, but still. Um, selling Sunset. Did you ever finish this season? Oh, I was just about to say I'm on episode eight right now. This is the most boring shit I've ever watched in my it, life. It, it, but it's, it's it's like what we were saying last week. You, it's not even that it's boring. It's also it's uniquely fake. I've never, wow. I've watched so it is uniquely fake. And what I really am starting to kind of like, I was looking at all the stagecoach pictures, which by the way, stagecoach takes place on the same field that coach Hella does for two weekends. So th- that whole month, the field is just constantly used. It's, and it's just getting raw dog by people's feet left and right. Uh, but of course, Kyle Richards is back. Uh, Sutton Strack was there. So I'll say I'm, I'm a stagecoach. I'll, right. say, I'll, say. I'll say, I'll say I'm a stagecoach. Um, which by the way, I had an interaction with Sutton on Monday on my birthday where I said, I like was, da- I said, yo, come on the podcast. And then she wrote me and I said, is this the real Sutton? And she's like, of course it is. I'll say, I'll say, <laughs> and I go, well, I said, I, I said, I write hard for you Sutton. And I always have, and I always will. Always will. But then she was like dodging the podcast thing. And I feel, I swear to God, Lisa's poisoned everybody against me. Everybody. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe follow up her <laughs> assistant. He seems nice. Who's there? Oh, is that the the guy that that That's everybody the says one she's that dating? Was saying that, and that he's like, Kathy "I'm gay." Hilton, like, oh yeah. Slur, apparently. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I love Sutton. I I ride with her too, and um, I want her life of getting three hundred thousand dollars a month from an ex husband. 
Um, and yeah, I want to be on the board of a ballet company, but selling sunset, you guys, the whole point of that. So the cast of selling sunset is at stagecoach because you know, they love country and they're all in their little cowboy hats that they bought just for the event. And Tarek, which by the way, did you get to the Tarek Heather wedding? Oh, not yet. It's 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 two, it's two minutes. It's you have this shit, like marriage. They do two minutes in the show of the marriage. I've never seen something. I, I hate that. I hope it was really special to them because how it comes off is so bland and robotic and expensive that I just, I just thought it was funny because on the field, it looks like Tarek has a big can of dip in his, uh, cause it's, his jeans are so damn tight that you can see what religion. Oh, yeah. Is, I saw know? that. I love it. I love it. He definitely dips. But the thing is, I, I do have a couple stories in regards to selling sunset. Uh, you know, you're going to finish it, Sophie, and you're going to not feel anything. There's exactly. going to be no I feeling. I feel nothing. It's so boring. Yeah. I literally just said to myself as I was like forcing myself to watch it, I was like, this is the most boring. <laughs> I've literally, I said that out loud to myself. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm like forcing myself to watch why? it. I go, why am I doing this? Why am I why doing am I this? doing this? Like it's, it's terrible. But see, I, I think just, I, I think there's the mind scene. control involved. I think mind control is in I this. I just watched the scene where where Brett or Jason, one of the twins, is on the phone, but it's like his camera. Yeah, <laughs> he goes. Like, uh, they want to. They want to. They're. They, they want to go up by five thousand. Can no, we do that? He was like, Can we? Yeah, he was like, it's it's above asking price. Yeah, cash only, cash only. I was like, he's not talking to anyone. But by the way, what if Jason though, like, has gone through his whole life? Think like that's how he uses the phone and he's never actually talked to a real person on the phone. He just <laughs> thinks he just thinks you pick up this and you just talk it's things. It's the mind you know? control. It's yeah, the Oppenheim it, twin mind I'm control. I'm telling you, if you if you told me next week that these were all animatronic robots that they were doing a scientific I experiment, so. I would to- I would actually make more sense to me. But this is a, a storyline. They, the, they use the Kardashian filters for like the confessionals where it's like they use so- all of them. Chris Jenner, so Chris Jenner is like, it's too much, you guys. It's like, that's how ridiculous it is. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, they're like shooting Chris Jenner through cheesecloth on that new show. Like, it is literally all the Vaseline on that lens. Like, Chris Jenner looks like she's a cloud. She looks like she's in the sky. Like, it's just so, like, just, it, uh, you can't it's even tell hard. what the texture is. Here's the big thing that they'll never cover on Selling Sunset, which would actually make it a great show, but they never will do it because they're pussies. So, guess who Chriselle Staus is dating now? Isn't she dating a lesbian? She's dating a girl. I think she that make you know, and yeah, if yeah, she's dating this lesbian. It's an Australian singer, singer rapper named G Flip. Yes, I did. I did hear that. And I was curious if they were going to show that at the end of the season. No, this just this happened supposedly after the breakup. You can find pictures of them online. And they had little Instagram like like flirtations where they're like, I love you. I let you know, like very oh, cheeky I'm with each so other here for this. Oh my God. Dude, can you imagine like, and I know this is, this is a, a family show, but like, I was just saying like G flip must lay it down. Like to, to be able, or if you're with somebody like one of the bald Oppenheim brothers, does that immediately, you know, make women like, you're like, Oh, maybe I'll take a woman then, you know, probably like honestly. she G flip got in there. G flip. I bet G flip is more manly than Jason Oppenheim or whichever brother it was. Like G flip oh, looks sure like the energy. I'm sure the energy is more masculine. I'm sure. Yeah. So uh, this Jules tweeted, I'm ready at any given moment to happily explain in full detail why I think G flip and Chriselle are secretly dating. And uh, 
went into these Instagram captions. Chriselle and Jason are still friendly, even though you're going to see the dissolution of their relationship in these next couple of episodes, Sophie, that you're about to finish. Uh, but it's just stupid. It's like they have a glass of Chardonnay and he's like, I don't think I want a kid. And she's like, okay, then it's, it's like, there's not, it's not how real relationships work love, at all. I also love how whenever someone's like, Chriselle, how's Jason? She's like, we're good. Like she's not even selling it. She's not selling it at no. all. Like she actually works herself into tears in one of the episodes, but it like takes a second. Like it's like the toughest acting she's ever done. But dude, I would love to see Chriselle and G flip. Like I would love, but, but Chriselle I'm to me, Chriselle to me though, I know you're a big Chriselle stan. I think she's got to pick a personality. I don't think this has been a good season for Chriselle. And I'm, I'm, I feel like she co-ops other people's uh, personalities, at least on the show she does. Her personality is being the former smelly kid. <laughs> but yeah, remember? She grew up and she lived in her car like Jewel, you guys. Um, she did. So, yeah, she did grow up, grow up very poor, she says. And her name is Chriselle because she was delivered at a Shell gas station by a person named Chris. And, um, yeah. and she has told us many times over that she was the smelly kid growing up, which I obviously have empathy towards. It's just, it's like, that's like a good drinking game is like how, <laughs> how many times is Chriselle going to remind us that she smelled growing up? <laughs> well, by the way, do you ever do like when I watch Chriselle sometimes I'll, I'll literally like wonder what, like I had that thought last week and I was like, I wonder what she smells like right now. Like, cause I wonder if I some wonder of that smelly kid is now. still she there, does- you know? She probably smells really good now. Yeah, but like maybe it's like too much. Maybe she's like abused. Like she's like, that's too much perfume. Like Jason was literally like, yeah. I can't do this anymore with you. You know, it's too, it's it's smelling the other way, you know? <laughs> such an idiot. I'm such an idiot. Okay, uh, you guys. So Summer House is going to be ending tonight. We get the season finale and then we'll have two reunions after that. I just... I just love this show, but we're going to see them actually get married. And I'm really bummed. It's crazy. It's honestly crazy that they're actually getting married. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's like, it's cr- well, okay. It's crazy. If, if, if what we only have to go on is what we see on this right, show, right. it is very crazy that they are getting married. I don't, I'm not, but that's what we see on the show, but it's just intense. Even my parents, my parents watch it with me. First off, my mom was like, oh, good. That other girl's not on the show anymore. And she knew, like, she didn't say, she didn't know the Hannah's. Yeah. But, uh, and she said, Amanda Batula has a sick body. Well, my mom didn't say sick, but she said- Oh my God, her body is insane. I stared at every episode when she's in a bikini and her boobs are huge. And then she has like this flat stomach. Yeah. it's insane, but they like really, they, I don't doubt they love each other. It just seems like yeah. they, they don't like each other. Like yeah. they really just don't like each other and they don't seem compatible in this season. But again, it's like a lot of this could be exaggerated. A lot of this could be just what we're seeing on a camera. So I'm not going to like, you know, but, place too much judgment on that. You know what I do think is interesting though, is that Craig but, and Austin at their pillows and beer, pillows and beer. They, they blamed the producers for their bad edit while saying that Lindsay got a good edit. And it's like, I don't think Lindsay got a good edit. She got what the edit that she deserved, which is that she's slightly unhinged sometimes. And we loved her for it. But like Craig and Austin, I feel like talking shit on the producers is not going to bode well for them. I feel like that's like a big no-no when it comes to Bravo. Listen, I know everybody, there's a lot of Craig fans out there and I don't really have a huge opinion one way or the other, but the Craig thing cracks me up because you can tell, I was listening to an interview with him on Amy Phillips reality check on Sirius and 
he really fancies himself a uh, a like a reality show guy. He's like, we know how to make it uh, good. You know, I knew it was good for the. He's always talking about. I knew it'd be good for the show if Naomi came back, and and it's like, yo, dude, let the producers produce. Like, just just it's do so what annoying. you do. But he's sitting there like. But how unhinged is it to talk about this at a podcast talking about that the Southern Charm producers are way better than the Summer House producers and they were forcing us into these that, you know, it's like, yo, man, like at the end of the day, come on, dude. Loser. (laughs) Well, and by the way, they are kind of one of the kings and queens of Bravo in terms of Paige and Craig as a couple. No, I mean, they they really, well, I I mean, we'll see what they do with the power. Carl and Lindsay are the real um bravo royal couple the well they're, they're couple my bravo. bravo royal cover because i could really legitimately see them walking away from this and mm-hmm. i truly think it, you know it might be the right time because i really like i i fucking admire carl so much with what he was talking about like i mean it just it takes so much effort and you can tell he's like really proud of himself and i really really respect like i actually genuinely get emotional about it because that's so hard to do what he's doing. And he's like getting these results. And I love that we kind of saw him and Lindsay start to flirt this past week. And we're going to see the continuation of that. And we know what happens. And I, I really want to believe that I want to see them like a year from now. And hopefully that they're still just as happy. Like I really, I, I want to believe that we do find those people at the right times in our life and they've been friends this long and it's going to be this perfect story. But you know, like I really like, I like believing in those kind of things or I want to. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I believe in them. Prage, on the other hand, without the cameras, I don't think, I think they're both just very thirsty, in my who? opinion. Oh, Prage. Prage. Okay, Prage. I was like, who is, I was like, is that a monster? What is Prage? Oh, that's their couple name. I um, guess I just made that up. Prage. That's really good. That's, we've got to do a t-shirt or of that. Prage or Prage. <laughs> um, I just, I just kind of get to say, I really do. And I'm usually right about these things. As you know, that I get the feeling that Craig really loves the cameras and really loves all the hubbub. Cause he was even talking oh, about, you God. know, as that law firm, he's like, we're going a different direction with that. Uh, you know, we're going to, we're, you know, cause he has the Craig, the Conover law firm and they're going to go, he said, he's doing a different direction with that. And I just, I find all this stuff just weirdly fascinating. Uh, Sophie, are you going to be living in New York in October? Um, unless something drastically changes in my life, then yes. Interesting. Okay. BravoCon 2022 is on. It is returning to New York City in uh Are you gonna come? I am coming. Well, I think I'm gonna come. I gotta see if I can afford it, but I'm gonna try to see if iHeart will um because I think it would be such a great time to I want to do a meetup and I want to uh yes. I wanna like see a bunch of you know reality people, you know? Yes, yes. Uh, so guys, let us know if you're going to, that would be a really cool thing. And, and I can start working on my body now so I can be very impressive in person. Mm-hmm. Um, also, wait, wait, back to selling sunset. That Emma girl that said she, the Ben Affleck hit on her on Raya. That's like oh, complete yeah. bullshit. There's like no way. Like, I'm I don't sorry. Know. Like, I kind of, I kind of believed it. Cause it looked like she showed the messages to Chrishell. So yeah, and she's like a hot blonde. I could see Ben Affleck being into her. But did you see Danny Pellegrino's stories about empanadas? <laughs> yes, so good. Empanadas cost ninety nine dollars. Like they're what literally the like pizza bites, pizza rolls, and they're ninety nine dollars a box, and it's this tiny box. Think about how out of touch with actual living you are if you would charge a hundred dollars for frozen empanadas. That's so sickening. It really, I mean, it it's. Me sick. 
but it's hysterical. Like she'll sell more just from that Danny shit than she will on her own accord. I feel, even though I know she's on home shopping network and all that crap, but like I would get them only as a joke at this point, just to say I had them, you know? I know I would get them as a joke, but also probably eat them and probably like them. I made frozen pizza bagels for dinner tonight. So not that far off. You're fully into it. Um, okay. This yeah. is a great story. And you wrote about this in your Substack. I did a TikTok video about this. I was fascinated with this. Jax Taylor, you guys, he uh, uh-huh. was trying to give back and clear a little bit of his uh, closet up. And so started, and we talked about this on the show. But not Jax's, give back to charity. He was trying give back to give to his back bank. to his own bank account. Yeah. Well, and also hopefully get back to the state of California, which he owes tax money to. Yeah, um, yeah. So he was selling and and they had Jax's closet. They created an Instagram account. He swore up and down that he did not run this account, even though a lot of Reddit users pointed out that they, they locked comments because everybody was like, what's the deal with all the misspellings? And what's the deal with like, every, it was like very Jax. And within a day and a half, this whole thing was shut down. And it was like, we sold everything we needed to sell. We're good now. That nothing made me laugh harder than that. When someone commented, they were like, times be tough. And Jax, I hate not Jax, because originally it said not ran by Jax Taylor. Yeah. And the com- whoever was running the account was like, I guess times must be tough for the Kardashians because their clothes, they always sell their clothes and there was spelled T-H-E-R-E on social media. And they've been making so much money off of it and blah, blah, blah. Like he got so defensive in the comments. You just knew it was no, Jax. Jax. Yeah. All of the spelling errors. And then Brittany eventually, like, she confirmed that it definitely was Jax, but for some reason he wanted to act like it wasn't him running the account. Like, all of it was just, like, so funny. And he but definitely, li- he has, he has everyone blocked. Everyone yeah. blocked, so he lives in an echo chamber, and he probably wasn't imagining that, like, starting this account would bring in people who can actually comment. Yeah, and listen, dude, so if you're... I don't know a lot about businesses, but if you're Old Navy, which is one of my favorite places, you don't block like Old Navy knows that they can't block everybody because they want people to come in. They want people to shop at their store. And Jax is literally there's you know, he's leaving nobody to buy from him except like I was I was so wanting to buy because I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I actually walked a mile in Jax's shoes? Like, you know, they're always like walk a mile in a man's shoes. And I was going to do, I was like, this is already great content. And then he shut it down and I never got to get a Jax. You never thing. got to get the Jordan spelled G. The Jordan. Jordans. Jordans. I wanted the, if he was selling the chunky sweater, I would have done that. The no, see, did you see the comment for that? He said, it's in a frame and he's going to be charging $10,000 one day for it. Um, Which I was like, can I get that in writing? Because I would pay 11. Yeah, I would go in on that. I would go in on that. Yeah. And then what I would do is I I would try to get like my weight down and then I would go to Vegas and I would just reenact that scene outside that restaurant. And I would just like be on, it would be like Rainforest Cafe where every 15 minutes I would run out and whip it off acting like I was going to fight. Yeah, that would be so, that would be great content. Thank you. Yes. Uh, You know who else who has a great comment? This bad Bob, Bob, Bobby, B-H-A-B-I-E, the catch me outside girl. Catch me outside girl who just made $53 million on She made, and she, she showed receipts. Like she's not bullshitting. You, all you perverts out there, like, and she, and supposedly it's not even nude. It's like semi-nude. She's covering her nipples and like 53 million. Like she has, now she has generational wealth. Like just from selling semi nude. Um, yeah, generational wealth from showing. Someone was like, "That's generational wealth from showing butthole." I yeah, mean, good yeah. for her. It says more about our society that we've allowed this to happen. But 
Yeah. I wonder if she's going to be like, what if she turns out like really smart with money and she's like into crypto? Um, let's see here. Elizabeth Moss, you guys, who I love as an actor from Mad Men and uh, the, uh, was that the Handsmaid's Tale? She's a Scientologist and she actually did a oh, interview God. this week with, I believe, the LA Times. And she talked about like, she's an open book and she didn't want people to think she was ashamed of her religion. And, you know, she was really horrified about some of the comments in regards to her Scientology and stuff like that. But she stands by the religion, which I think is a truly ballsy thing in this day and age to do after all the information about Scientology has come out. But I guess to each their own, it's just one of those icky things that I'm like, I would almost rather her not talk about it because it really takes you out then when you watch somebody's performance you know, it's just, you're just thinking about all these other kind of things about them and all the the unknown things. And the other person that I hear is a Scientology Scientologist that I was kind of weirded out by was Chloe Fineman, the cast member from Saturday Night Live, who's a sketch comedian. That is that is disappointing. It is so it, disappointing learning anyone as a Scientologist, honestly. And sorry, Elizabeth Moss, that's going to be what we remember you as. Sorry. And, and Mad Men. And Mad Men. Uh, let's see here. Scooter Braun calls Taylor Swift fans backlash very, very dangerous. He did an interview uh, this week, I believe, for 60 Minutes. And he talked about like the buying Taylor Swift's catalog that he said he thought was going to be met with celebration that uh, he has never publicly said anything bad about Taylor and he will not start now, but he says it's very dangerous when somebody weaponizes their fan base. And they said, are you talking about Taylor? And he goes, uh, you know what? I, I don't, you know, I don't care to, to comment further, but he really was going on about weaponizing a fan base, which I think is very interesting. Also, you know, because, that's really what fan bases do now. We always talk about in terms of like the Taylor army or the, you know, like the, the Swifties or the, there's so many different fan, like, like I, the Zaniacs, Zane Mal Malik's fans that the came Zaniacs. after me. But, but yeah, the Swifties take it to another level for sure. Well, but I also, I do think Scooter Braun's an asshole. I'm sorry about my Slack going off my Slack, but well, uh, I can't hear it. Yeah. Scooter Braun sucks. Everyone knows. Scooter <laughs> Braun sucks. I also think there's a, there is something to be said about the way that Taylor Swift doesn't, it's not like she can control her fan base, but she never does anything to kind of quell it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I agree that there is some element sometimes about weaponizing a fan base when it comes to Taylor Swift, because she does get people riled up, especially when there was that one Netflix show where I guess they made a very like tame joke about Taylor. You've had more boyfriends than Taylor Swift or something like that. And she like tweeted about how disappointed she was. And then her fan base went after like, the one of the black actresses from the show and it was like she it wasn't her fault that she said a line that was like being you know written for her so i think there is kind of an element of that happening sometimes but scooter braun shut up <laughs> uh what are you expecting from the met gala tomorrow are you expecting and i mean i know we're gonna see kim and pete uh we're, by the way there is um so Anna Wintour invited all the Kardashian Jenners this year. Chloe and Courtney have never been invited. Yeah, they I'm got hearing. invited. Now I feel like a lot of like uh, uh, fashion purists say, you know, and they've said this for years about Vogue and Anna Wintour is that, oh, well, fashion is dead. You know, this is just, this is just ridiculous. And especially when Kim was the face of Balenciaga, um, they really kind of think this is, but is this just the future and we have to accept it? Are we going to be seeing tanks at the Met Gala? Are we going to be seeing influencers? What do you expect? 
I think that we probably are going to see some, we've been seeing influencers for the, I love how you say influencers, by the way, you say influencers. 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 We've been seeing YouTubers and influencers get invited for the past few years. So yes, I would expect that we're going to see some. I hope that the fashion steps it up because I know the last Met Gala was a huge disappointment fashion wise. And I, I like when people stick to the, Theme. theme and this year's theme is gilded glamour. Yeah, what does that even mean? I think that's a pretty like gilded, gilded. You think of like the gilded like age jewels or the gilded age or like metal or so. I don't know, like I don't know. So, don't yeah, it says this, this year's theme is in America, an anthology of fashion following 2021's in America, a lexicon of fashion. It's a two part exhibit, uh, exhibition. To reflect the evolution of American style, explore the work of individual tailors, dressmakers, and designers, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, who's on the guest list? Megan the Stallion will attend this year's gala wearing Moschino. Is that is that how you say that? Moschino, Moschino. I don't really know. Moschino. Katy Perry's going to be there. Uh, beyond that, Met Gala regularly draws Rihanna, Kim Kardashian, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift. Uh, Zendaya will not be there, folks. She has to work. And somebody on Twitter was like, cancel it then. Uh, the hosts That's of this for. are Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, Regina King, and Lynn manuel Miranda. Okay. Uh, they're, they're the celebrity co-hosts this oh, year. Oh, God. Lynn manuel Miranda. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, God. I hope he dresses as Hamilton. That would be, that would be special. Um, I, I bet we'll see Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde, don't you think? Um, yeah. Do you think they'll walk it together? Yeah, I do actually. Do you, uh, and I bet we'll see machine gun Kelly and Megan Fox. I bet they, Megan needs to be there. By the way, isn't this so confusing? Megan Fox, once again, there was a whole nother round of articles a week and a half ago about Megan Fox explaining that they only drink each other's blood in rituals. Um, and I'm like, how much are we going to talk about the blood thing? Like we did the same articles, like, I feel like a year ago now, like we already know they drink each other's blood. Like, are we still, do we still need more about it? Only for ritualistic purposes. Yeah, that's it. Only for, I don't know, but it just, I don't, I don't get it. Um, also, as we start winding down here, I do want to give a, uh, just thoughts to the Judd family, uh, country star, Naomi Judd dead at 76, um, she lost her, they keep saying they lost, she lost her battle to mental illness, which I'm, I'm guessing means suicide. Uh, so tr- trigger warning on this, but it is just so horrifying. And they were, they were set to, they're actually still receiving at like a country music award thing, like this icon award today, they were supposed to accept this. And, and she, she, uh, oh lost her battle God. with mental illness yesterday. And I just, I can't, I just, that breaks my heart because, it scares you when you hear about people like this because you just realize how this is just a tightrope. You just never know how people are doing or feeling. And it can be such a lonely illness, uh, a lot of these things. Uh, so please give thoughts out there for, for her, for her family, and for anybody suffering, which I know a lot of us suffer in silence. Um, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. How long is this trial lasting? Is this, are we almost done? I feel like I've, I feel like now I've heard every aspect of their relationship. I don't know. It really is like the misinformation campaign has been insane. And I think that people really are forgetting that it's a defamation trial in that it, they're not 
arguing who was more abusive between Amber and Johnny. Johnny is suing Amber because he says that her op-ed in which she wrote that he was abusive was defamatory, aka it's not true. In order to win a defamation case, you have to prove that what was written wasn't true. And it seems that there was definitely abuse happening. It, it yeah. doesn't matter who was more abusive or who did what. The fact of the matter is that while Johnny might have won like the misinformation campaign and the campaign of public opinion or whatever, where everyone, all this stands and his bot army is like jumping down everyone's throat on Twitter. He still really could lose this case because it sounds like he definitely was abusive at different times. So I, I don't know. It's just a mess. I don't know. But also there are, there are, I, I just, I can't believe it's still going. I'm just like, this is, I, I, I mean, and it's like, I feel like they just keep breaking out like text to each other where they're both wildly abusive to each other, where you're just like, yo, like I just, it just, but by the way, I, I feel like even if he loses, he's kind of won in a certain way because he's gotten so much focus. And I've heard so many bad things about Amber Heard now that you, you're almost just, you're almost doing this to provide a campaign for yourself of like, look, she was bad too. Look, I'm not that bad. Like, please hire me again. It feels like it's a big commercial at times for Johnny Depp. And I'm not saying that's, you know, what that is. It's just weird to me, I, I feel. Um, so hopefully that ends this week. Uh, Kim Kardashian scores a victory in Black China's $108 million lawsuit uh, where Kim herself has been dropped from the defamation claim. So Kim is not going to be responsible for anything. In fact, I think Black China is going to lose completely because her lawyers don't seem to know which way is up. Uh, but it, uh, it also just seems like black China was wildly abusive to Rob. Like I just, every, everything you hear is like black China whipped Rob with like a rod or everybody's testifying that they've all like all seen Rob be abused by black China in different ways. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, black China, yeah. The black China and Rob stuff is so messy. Yeah. It really is another weird gross thing. And the last Kardashian thing, I'm so sorry. They really suck all the oxygen out of pop culture is that we saw this week on the Kardashians, Kanye deliver this like computer hard drive that he says he flew all night in coach gave to Ray, like met Ray J at the airport and then brought it back. And we see this Ray J you guys says, this is so untrue. They have to stop doing this now. I mean, this is kind of fascinating. Like, I mean, are they completely lying about this? Like, I, I want Ray J to tell us more. I'm I here for the love are. of Ray J. I think it's all for the show. It's bullshit. I just, I agree I, with Ray J. I'm taking Ray J's side. I am here for the love of Ray J. Um, I just, I, I find it so weird. But also the thing that creates, like, is if this really happened, wouldn't somebody get this Ray J Kanye meeting at LAX? Wouldn't we have a photograph of this? And if Kanye really did fly coach all the way back to New York on a red eye, he said it was a sold out flight. I need to talk to the people that were in the row with Kanye. Nobody's came I out know, and like, said, where are these people? Like, How got, does this like, not end up on Jamal? Like, come on. Like you're like, I sat, I sat next to Kanye for five hours. He wouldn't stop. He wouldn't shut up. You know? Yeah. Um, like I want to know the details. Uh, and also happy first birthday to Sheena Shea and Brock's daughter, Summer Moon. We did it. You got, I love you, Sheena. I love you. I'm so glad we're good now. <laughs> I love you. Happy birthday, Summer Moon. Um, yeah. Happy birthday, Summer. She is mother, so cute. She's so she cute. really, yeah. Maditza always says she's the, the best looking Vanderpump baby. And I always, I always say no just to upset Maditza, but now it's like, she's getting so cute that she's I, so I cute. have, yeah. Like I'm like, oh damn. Also, Lala sold out. Cute, though, to be yeah. Fair. 
That's true. Lala sold out her first um, podcast over at the Irvine Improv. Congratulations. She brought out Katie Maloney, who I want to say Katie Maloney, Maloney is looking the best I've ever seen her look. She looks, she is having a major glow up. Good. I'm, I, I hope she's very, I hope she's happier now. She probably is. I imagine. I mean, but she just looks great. Whatever she's doing. Hey, Hey Katie, if you're, Hey Katie, what's up? Hey, yeah. Hey, Katie. Hey, what's up? Can you can you imagine? She's known she's known to listen to our Monday episodes. No, I'm kidding. Uh Stassi Schroeder, uh, her book just came out off with my head, her second book. Uh I have not listened to it yet. Um, but she's um, such a victim. I was reading some of the excerpts about how she's such a victim about getting canceled and that she's the victim and that she just made one tiny mistake and it cost her everything. Like, please, Stassi, you're not the victim. You haven't learned anything. Like, shut up. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree. It is just interesting, but there really cancel culture doesn't really exist. You just got to keep pushing. And it looks like Stassi is going to be fine. And also she is coming back fine. to pod- she's coming back to podcasting. Um, and finally, I just I'm out of pure curiosity because we text a little bit, but not that much because I like to save it for the magic of Mondays. Um, what was there any tinks fallout? For you, was there any, um, like, did you have any interesting conversations? Did you have any, was there anything? Because I saw a lot of influencers came out, have come out since then, and they've shared their own bad experiences. Shannon Dude, Ford, you've got no mail. You've got no mail, who I love, Sebastian yeah, Tribby. You, you've got no mail. You've got no mail said that he had been blocked by her. Um, Shannon Ford said that she had been blocked by her and had a bad experience meeting her in person. Audrey Peters said that she had also been blocked by her and that Tinks had liked comments on her own page that were making fun of Audrey. And um, Brock Your Body, who is another influencer, um, also shared that they had a bad experience as well. Brock Your Body, interesting. No, uh, she did a serious, her serious radio show and she came on and apologized, but she was like reading from a statement and she said, uh, I will not be taking questions about this uh, on this show. So she shut any kind of open conversation down from having, which I think eventually she might change because it's a really a great chance to have an open conversation, exactly. especially. For it was, it was I mean, really you shouldn't be, a, you shouldn't be scared of that because it seems like she really does know her way around speaking. So I would really be curious from somebody like her that, that, that deals with, uh, you know, body issues and stuff like that, what she specifically meant. And I think it would be a great learning experience. I was just curious if you had heard anything. I mean, no, I think that all these anecdotes that are coming out, all these people suddenly felt empowered to kind of speak their truth about her. And I think it really does, doesn't look good for the kind of person she is behind the scenes that a lot of people are coming out and being like, yeah, this is a mean girl. This is a mean girl. And a lot of people, a lot of people, and even more that I'm not even mentioning had come out and shared their own bad experiences with her. So I guess but I then, hope, but then I, I was sent this. Learning, I hope it's a learning lesson for her where she where she really does take stock of how she's treated people and seen the fallout of this. And I also think that that can statement on her podcast and saying, I've talked about it so much already on my Instagram. <laughs> so we're just gonna I need to move forward. We're not gonna talk about it anymore. Like that was bizarre. Like you really was- didn't address that thoroughly. And, and the last thing I'll say, I, I was sent this video by somebody with a fate, like a nobody, like the account doesn't have their name or whatever. And it's somebody wanted me to see this thing that got like deleted from TikTok a bunch of times, but it was a video of her manager at Brillstein kind of making fun of cancel culture and kind of talking about how much money they're making. They're like this, this, and it's like a, it's like a 10 second video that this girl Saba, I think, I don't know, somebody that works for her. I don't even know how this made it up for 
the amount of time it did or why this was even being filmed because it was like so ridiculous because it was her manager making kind of light of the situation. But also I want to remind people, remember, they are going to be just fine. They are making money head over the ta- head over tail. This is all it does is kind of get the name even more out there. So as an audience, and I'm t- saying this to myself as well, we've got to be really kind of... Uh, we've got to be careful of who we follow. We got to kind of question things at times and realize, you know, where you're giving your hard earned dollars to is just be, make sure you do know these people, you know, like we do, like even me, I'm goofy and all that stuff. I have my own struggles, but like be questionable of me as well. Like, you know, uh, anything else that we need to know this week, Sophie, for you, what's uh, who's on the pod this week? Um, the pod is Gibson Johns. I'm so excited. I love Gibson. I love him so much. It's going to be a great episode. We had some technical difficulties, but it's going to be a great episode anyway. It's going to be um, a great. And yeah, right now I'm just dealing with some work slacks that are coming in. So I <laughs> apologize for all of the pings you might be hearing. That is my slack going off for my full-time job, which by the way, I do have a full-time job that is not investigative journalist. Just so everyone's <laughs> aware. I'm not, not sitting around investigating all the time. I have a full-time job that takes up 90% of my life. So yeah. Sorry, that sounded like, really, like that sounded really like like venomous. I didn't mean for that to sound so sassy, but like everyone's like, she's an investigative reporter and blah blah. And I'm like, I'm not. I have a regular yeah, exactly. full-time job. <gasps> I'm, so, yeah. I'm li- you're like, I'm learning to be an investigative journalism. Um, I, my investigative journalism ing is just me being like, curious. hey guys, did you see that? <laughs> That's all. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so go check out Sophie's podcast, So True, with Sophie Ross on Tuesdays. Uh, her Substack is there as well. So a uh, plenty of stuff to catch up on. And I'll catch up with you guys on Tuesday. We have a great week of guests. Uh, by the way, we had Countess Luann last week, guys. We have like, we had a really great week and I just ended up doing a lot of solo recaps towards the end. Remember, we do these shows Monday through Friday. So come check it out at your leisure and uh, I'll talk to you again next week. So thanks everyone for listening. Love you Peace and love. <laughs> Betches.